your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday, October 6th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at monoman12. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Not only can you follow Locked On Panthers, but you can also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark as they'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. And today's episode is brought to you by Fantrax. Fantrax free NHL Fantasy Hockey League manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free at Fantrax.com slash Locked on. So Florida Panther fans, like I promised in yesterday's episode, I made an appearance at the Florida Panthers preseason game in Orlando, Florida, being that I live in the area and that this is a once-a-year thing that the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning do meet at the Amway Center as a quote-unquote neutral site game, but it's technically a Tampa Bay Lightning home game. And I had the honor of going to this game with my buddy who is on the podcast with me, uh, Jacob Winans. And Jacob, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, the game ended up being a lot more entertaining than you would expect from preseason. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely get into that because that that was the first preseason game I've been to that felt like a game seven. I've been to a <laughs> lot of preseason games. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, and the hype and the hype that, you and I had before the excitement of going against the Tampa Bay Lightning again after that six-game uh, series last year, the the walking just around downtown Orlando and seeing how it was like a sea of blue with a good amount of Florida Panther fans. I want to actually say this publicly. Florida Panther fans, you you showed out in Orlando despite it being a uh, Tampa Bay Lightning home game. They they showed out. What what do you think about the what we what we saw as far as the crowd of Florida Panther fans there in Orlando? Uh, it's, it was a pretty good number. We were definitely outnumbered there, but um, just because of like proximity, distance wise. But it was it was a pretty good number, and uh, it was it was loud. There was a lot of back and forth. It, it really did feel like a playoff atmosphere in there, which is not typical of a preseason game. Absolutely. And before we break down the game, uh, there was. Uh, the Florida Panthers did have their morning skate. Their morning skate was in uh, Sunrise, Florida. They decided to do the mid-afternoon uh, plane flight to Orlando from after they practiced in the Coral Springs ice den. So not, not sure what time they arrived, not that like that matters. But it was announced earlier yesterday that Sergey Bobrovsky will be missing the next two games, including last night's game because of the birth of his child. And I want to say congratulations to Sergey Bobrovsky and his wife, Olga, on their new child. And Jacob, I, I, you and I don't have kids, but they, a lot of parents 
what they talk about is whenever you do have a child in the world, bring one into the world that brings like a new type of energy for anyone, regardless of like field. And you would have to think that Bobrovsky bringing in a child like has to like elevate him, like bring so much joy and hey, maybe that brings better play on the ice. Um, yeah, that's a great point. Um, I can't speak from experience, of course, but uh, can definitely congratulate him and his wife on that. And um, good for him getting a few days off in preseason to be with his family and stuff. And hopefully he's, he's ready to go for the regular season. But that's a that goes beyond hockey. That's definitely a big life change for him. So uh, definitely congratulations to the Bobrovsky family. Absolutely. And Bobrovsky is expected to be back with the team as of Saturday. Uh, other players that are expected to be back with the team on Saturday are Carver Hagee and Gus Forzen, which will, they'll miss the next two games due to minor injuries. But let's let's talk about this game right here. So the Florida Panthers and Tampa Bay Lightning meet in Orlando at the Amway Center in a 75, I would say 75% packed house at the Amway Center. So nobody can tell us that hockey can't work in Florida for this, especially with this one game. So it started off with uh, the Florida Panthers getting on the scoreboard early with Frank Petrano scoring at 5.30 in the first period and his fourth goal of the preseason with off the off the rebound uh, assisted by Marchment and Aaron Ekblad. So it, it was a fast start. And Vetrano, who's been a guy who has been talked about a, a lot about possible trade value and with his last year, being possibly being with the Panthers. What 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 did you see out there? Uh, this was Vitrano's first goal since his uh, hat trick to open preseason, but he's looked strong uh, the entire preseason. Uh, it's a contract year for him, so whether that money comes from the Panthers next offseason or someone else, likely someone else, if we're being realistic, uh, he's not just playing for his spot on the team on a, in a deep roster, but he's also playing for that next contract. So um, we've seen that with Mike Hoffman in the past and a few other guys when they – their contract year rolls around, they put up career numbers, and I definitely expect that from Vetrano. But uh, he's a guy who doesn't need a contract to motivate him. He's he had he knows one speed and he's full speed all the time. And you, you saw that tonight, absolutely. And, and he's likely, and another another player that I want to I want to talk about who this isn't a guy that I talked about really, really that much in the offseason based on really. I was I was really expecting Anton Lundell just to come in and be on the third line center really to start off. But ever since his injury, I haven't really been able to mention this player, Itulus Therainen, and someone that David Dwork mentioned on his podcast yesterday on Tripping the Cats. So he has a chance a little bit to kind of get a little bit of a second chance with this Florida Panthers team as part of the Vincent Trocek trade. He started off in the in with as a third line center in the beginning of the season he's a guy who love who knows how to draw penalties that's one of his biggest assets to come in doesn't is not really kind of a scoring center but what do you think of his chances of making the team now and and what you saw from him tonight um he's always been strong on the puck he's one of those guys who's a a big um big body long reach type of type of center uh, one of those guys who sort of fits the Barkov mold as far as two-way play. Uh, that seems to be typical of our Finnish guys, but um, he looked pretty good tonight. He was strong on the puck. His offense isn't there entirely yet, uh, 
Um, he's had some hot streaks here and there, like last season. Um, but yeah, he was a guy everyone kind of forgot about after the Sam Bennett trade. And I think he's got a shot to make the team. Um, Coach Q definitely trusts him a lot in defensive situations, face-offs. Like you said, he draws a lot of penalties. And um, especially now with uh, Achari possibly out, it sounds like a long-term thing. Uh, mm-hmm. There's definitely a, a center spot up for grabs. And I think Lustrein is probably the dark horse candidate for it. Absolutely. And something that you and I talked about before we hit the record button is the amount of penalty minutes for this game was 96 total between the two teams. And <laughs> crazy to think, Jacob, how there's only one penalty in the first period. And it was that holding on Alex Killorn. And then the rest of the way, it was just fights, uh, a charge from Sam Bennett, which I'm still a little frustrated with uh, Sam Bennett on kind of the lack of discipline heading into that uh, in the second period. It was at, at 442 on Vasilevsky. We, we saw what happened in game one last year. You and I were in the, in the lower bowl last year in, in the BB&T Center, well, now FL, FLA Live Arena. Now we saw it for a second time in as many months for Sam Bennett. So uh, the, dis- the discipline with Sam Bennett is uh, you take the good and the bad with uh, Sam Bennett, and that is the bad when it comes to just – Bennett just being undisciplined. What, what, what do you think about that? Um, you know, Sam Bennett's a, a hard-nosed player. He, he plays kind of on the edge sometimes, um, and we've seen him across that line. It costs us a, a game in game one of the playoffs, and you could argue game two as well, him being suspended when they really needed a second-line center. Um, and tonight, yeah, it was the game was just kind of rolling along, and then he crashes into Vasilevsky and starts a whole brawl, and that seemed to – it, it that seemed to change the momentum and it, the game snapped from a preseason game to back to playoffs of last season. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was mayhem from that point on. So you'd like to see him be a little more composed and, and keep the game under control. Um, it, it's everyone in hockey knows you don't touch somebody's goalie. So it was not the smartest play on his end. Um, and he was a marked man from, for the rest of the game. So, uh, I'll give him credit for not backing down from it. Uh, he, he took a fight with a, a minor leaguer in Boris Kachuk uh, that you don't want to see your second line center in, but he, he owned up to his actions and took that fight and a, and a couple others. I think he had one with Sergeyev as well. So good on him for standing up for himself, but also um, a little more discipline in a preseason game uh, probably would, would have been better. Mm-hmm. And one, one uh, definite, uh, one player as well that we gotta we gotta talk a little bit about is Ryan Lomberg and uh, Pat Maroon. They continue to have their little bad blood from uh, uh, last last uh, playoff round, and th- those two. And there was actually a a, a breakaway uh, that Ryan Lomberg had before before all the chippiness. That I was thinking that he had a breakaway on Vasilevsky, and in my head I was thinking of Steve Goldstein's call. The Are you kidding me? But uh, Vasilevsky had the same that time around, but yeah, the, the, the chippiness also between the Ryan Lomberg, Pat Maroon as, as, and there's some, some things that we don't see on the TV broadcast that we get to see in person more when the cameras are pointing towards the ice and Pat Maroon and Ryan Lomberg were heading toward the bench and you actually see them chirping at each other. So th- I'm already, I already know what I'm going to name the title of this episode it's going to be no love loss so no love loss between these two that's for sure 
Yeah, uh, the the off season definitely didn't do anything to to calm the the bad blood between these two teams. Um, we'll probably get into this a little bit more, but uh, having to play them three times in a row in preseason doesn't help. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing your biggest rival that you just had a very intense postseason series with three times in a row heading into regular season it's kind of a recipe for disaster uh for both teams um injury wise and uh, i guess it's good that everyone gets a regular season experience but tonight's game was a lot of stuff that had nothing to do with hockey um pat maroon trying to keep it professional on him but it's it's getting ridiculous every time he sees the ice against the panthers he's coming for somebody's head he he there's guys who play on the edge and then there's a guy like him who just there's no place for for that kind of player in hockey it's 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 just a mess what he goes out on the ice to hurt people and uh in the playoffs he he took a face off with three seconds left in the game and just cross checks Achari in the throat somehow escapes discipline on that and then tonight he finally gets to Achari and causes a what looks like a serious shoulder injury that's going to keep him mm-hmm. out for a long time and it was, I don't, I, I can't be sure what the TV broadcast caught because it was after a whistle, but it was well after a play, the play was over, everyone was lining up for a face-off again. And then he just charges into a pile and grabs a char and throws him on his shoulder. I, the league, you would think the league has to step in and suspend him and he's a repeat offender. So I would hope it's longer than, than just a, a couple games. Um, honestly, Armando, it flashed me back a little bit to the Max Domi situation in Montreal with Ekblad uh, when he sucker punches him in the face and breaks his nose in a preseason game. And mm. the discipline was suspended for preseason. Uh, okay. So he gets a vacation before regular season starts. <laughs> you can't, you can't have that happen with, with Pat Maroon after multiple incidents with the Panthers. You, you can't have that. Have you ever heard of Shopify? Shopify gives you the opportunity to reach customers online across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integration and apps including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversation rates, profit margins, and beyond. Find a store. Shopify grows with you. There is a possibility. Powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash lockdownNHL, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnNHL. Shopify is more than a store. Connect with customers, drive sales, manage your day-to-day. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has thousands of integrations and third-party apps from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and beyond. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and success. Go to Shopify.com slash locked on NHL. Once again, that is Shopify.com slash locked on NHL. All right, hockey fans. Now I'm going to give you the inside track on fantasy hockey. It's Fantrack. Fantrack's free NHL fantasy hockey league manager is the most customizable, easy to use, and feature-rich platform in the industry. Sign up for free today and as a special offer for Locked On Panther fans, you'll be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash Locked On to sign up. The top dynasty fantasy hockey platform in the industry, Fantrax, is the most customizable 
fantasy platform offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty, keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Go deep with the ultimate keeper and dynasty leagues. Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. Ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake in dropping a player? If you've had leagues in Yahoo or ESPN, migrate to Fantrax for a better experience. Fantrax Commissioner's tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click. Among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, offering hockey, football, baseball, basketball, college basketball, college football, golf, soccer, and NASCAR. If there's anything lacking in your current fantasy league manager, Fantrack likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep and neither does Fantrax. With seasons running 365 days a year, there's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it the permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. Again, sign up for free and be entered to win an official NHL signed Nathan McKinnon jersey. Simply go to Fantrax.com slash locked on and sign up today. That's Fantrax.com slash locked on. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. We suspended for a preseason game is a joke. Gosh. <laughs> I know. Do they even get paid for preseason anyway? I don't think so. No, I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, that, that fight was that fight was uh not even a minute into the third period and just so many players were getting involved uh and i i remember when cory perry uh, we'll talk a little bit about cory perry as well cory perry like when during his time in anaheim i didn't get to watch too much uh ducks games because they're on the west coast you know staying up late and it now now watching having to watch cory perry in like the same division and seeing him face uh the panthers I'm really starting to see more how much just a pain in the ass this guy really is, like also going after people's heads. But um, but but John Cooper, John Cooper has a lot of tough guys on 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 the opposing side, that's for sure. And man, Corey Perry is such an annoying player, wouldn't you say? Yeah, he's in the same mold as Pat Maroon, except Corey Perry has a little bit of skill. Um mm-hmm. Can't say the same for Maroon, but but Corey Perry has <laughs> has a, a track record as a goal scorer in his younger years, um, and he scores all his goals the same way. He just he causes trouble in the crease, and he irritates you, and he's not afraid to drop the gloves. He's ever since Tampa lost that series against Columbus, where they got swept out of the playoffs in the first round, they made it their mission to to become tougher to play against and get all these. Um, grinder types to fill out their bottom six and Corey Perry is one of those mm-hmm. um he's lost to the lightning in the past two years in the Stanley Cup with two different teams so he figured he, I guess he figured he'd, he'd join them if he can't beat them so um he was he was an irritant he was a bit of an irritating player tonight and near the end of the game crashes into the rookie Spencer Knight and it caused another fight and probably cost his team a chance at a comeback but he's he's another one of those guys who's just gonna he's just gonna irritate the hell out of anyone who's on the ice for you yeah absolutely uh one thing i really did like was uh florida panthers when they uh when they were on that five on three in the in the second period uh tam bennett goes in for charging 
Iho Lamarco has a hook, and then the Florida Panthers were able to really kill that penalty. Uh, two different occasions, uh, there was a little bit of worry about certain uh, Panthers players getting hurt. Uh, Matt Kirstead was one of them, who we thought originally had a concussion, um, but looks like he's going to be all right. And then Nola Char, he breaks his stick, and then he takes a shot in the hand, in his, glo- in his glove hand, where there's probably no padding. And the... The, the kill on that one was just amazing, and I think it really changed the momentum for the Florida Panthers that they could uh, really take this. And th- this was the time where where I, I believe it was still one one nothing for for the Cats. So so they were able to – the fact that they were able to stop that five-on-three, uh, a, a thing that they weren't able to do last year, and I know it's preseason. One, one thing I want to emphasize, I know it's preseason, but – that's got to be co- such a confidence boost for this team heading into the regular season. Yeah, that that five on three kill was uh, pretty instrumental in in giving them the momentum. Um, it it's hard to you can't really explain how much Aaron Ekblad means to that defense. Uh, you could really see it tonight. Uh, he looks like he's back at one hundred percent on both ends, and he was huge on the kill, breaking up plays. Um, Achari. You, as a player on the bench, you have to really uh, – you love when Achari does things like block shots and he's got no stick and he still throws himself in front of a puck that in, in a preseason game where guys are usually taking it easy and trying not to get hurt, he takes one in the, to the open part of his hand. Um, uh, Kirstead, like you said, he – it looked like he got boarded near the end of that shift and he went head first into the glass. And I don't think he took another shift after that. Um, there was no mention in the post game, but media was limited tonight. So I guess we'll find out uh, more at practice um, what his status is. But he did not return to the game. Um, but that just shows you you have guys who are giving it all, even in preseason games. It don't really matter. They're people fighting for roster spots and trying to make an impression. And that five on three kill was uh, a big part of that tonight. They That's not something that you would count on the Panthers to do normally. Um, in the past and Spencer Knight made some big saves and we also got a lucky one off the post, but as long as it stays out of the net, everyone's doing their job. Absolutely. And Spencer Knight is another one. He, he go, he saves 28 shots on 30 attempts uh, from the Tampa Bay lightning at the end of the second period, the Tampa Bay lightning were out shooting the Panthers 24 to 17. And then the Panthers were just dominating that third period. And this is a name that we haven't mentioned yet, who was the first star of the game, Owen Tippett. He gets a turnover in the neutral zone and goes by himself, uh, 9-12 in the third period, uh, who goes unassisted, and he just knocks one in past Vasilevsky. And this is a guy who a lot of people on Panthers Twitter, and I also try to take Twitter with a grain of salt, which, which a lot of fans were just, starting to give up on this guy early something i preach was hey this guy has to be in the top six in order to better succeed and surround himself with better talent and the fact that we we saw what happened in the dallas stars game last wednesday he was shooting three times on the power play and they were able to uh convert on that deflection off marchment last week and then taking it by himself this week It, it seems that owen tippett is really starting to turn that next gear as he's heading into this season for his second real season in the NHL. Yeah. Uh, Owen Tippett really flashed tonight. Um, he started his night off with, with the fight early in the game. And um, 
he had he had that fight with a, a guy in Corey Perry, like we said, who's used to fighting, and he's not he's not someone who's known as an easy an easy customer in those fights. And Tippett stood up to him. He took him um, down. Yeah, like he did. He did take him down. And um, like you said, Tippett, he's only in his second year in the NHL, so the fans that were already giving up on him after early parts of last season, it takes time to adjust. And I think this is going to really be his breakout season now on the second line with Bennett and Huberto. Um, he's not afraid to shoot the puck. That's for sure. Uh, and the, if you watch the breakaway goal against Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky is definitely without a doubt, the best goalie in the world. And Tippett had so much confidence that he he put a fake move and then, and then took a shot and it went in and takes a lot of confidence to go to a move like that against a goalie like Vasilevsky. So uh, when he's playing confident, uh, when he's using his size and also uh, giving the effort away from the puck, uh, his game is usually on. And uh, you really saw that in the playoffs. And then now he's, he seems to have anchored down that second line right wing spot, which is where he really needs to be to be productive. So this is where this is the season, I think, where you see Tippett really make the jump and live up to his draft stock. Absolutely. The former 10th overall pick from the 2017 uh, draft. I, I made a mistake saying the time of the goal. Time of the goal was at 2.23 of the uh, third period. The second goal was at 9.12 of the third period where he was on top of the faceoff circle. He just gets it right behind Vasilevsky. And not only was he able to have a breakaway, but he was also able to uh, test that wrister, that wrister shot past Vasilevsky as well. That that was an, another beautiful shot. And get, um, you you mentioned that he got in a lot of uh, people's faces. Um, many many penalty minutes between Bennett and Lomberg. Tippett's another one. Marchment. It's usually the same guys who are really getting in a scuffle. Then we. I think people know who are the guys that you don't want to mess with on, on the Panthers and, and vice versa for the, for the lightning. And I think it's always, I, I think at this point we know who it's, it's always going to be the same guys at this point between both teams. Yeah, I would agree. It seems like both teams have their own, their own uh, little group of, of guys who are going to stir the pot. Uh, the Panthers, their group consists of obviously Marchment, Lomberg, Gudis will get involved. I uh, didn't even catch it at the game because we were looking at Achari, but uh, on the TV broadcast during that whole fight where Achari was injured, uh, Gudis had Ross Colton on one knee and had, mm-hmm. was ready to throw a punch, and the ref came in and saved Colton's life. But <laughs> those those are the guys who are, are going to cause some trouble, and it was good to see Tippett joining that group today. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you are missing out. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. You want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections? It's the cookies and cream. What? Cookies and cream, anything, ice cream, Bilt Bars, any anything cookies and cream related. Why not? It's a very obvious choice. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. 4 to 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs. 
Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only five grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use that promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, hockey, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. And with this team, they 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 saw how they were just outworked at times in in the playoff series. Sometimes how the Tampa Bay Lightning were just putting bodies in front of them, especially getting right in front of the low slot. How they were, and I think that. The Florida Panthers with with this offseason, they are work they worked a lot harder in order to try to outmuscle this team, especially with there's a lot more turnover as far as the we something I that's talked about nationally, something I talked about my on on this show with the Lightning losing a whole third line. So there's gonna be a lot of experimenting and still quite a few unknowns, uh for sure on on how that team is going to gel together. But I want to now, now, now we broke down the game. We talked about Owen Tippett. We talked about Spencer Knight. We talked about Frank Petrano scoring, but I want to take this time to talk about kind of now that the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay lightning, and this is something that we, we, we talked about on our, on our way out of the arena, walking to our cars with something we said at the top of the show, 96 penalty minutes before, before at, during this game. And the, there's two, still two more matchups just in preseason, preseason. And they just come off their first ever playoff series against each other. And I'm just, I'm a little concerned based on the injury situation with Noel Chari that, th- that the fact that these guys went up against each other. There's some bad blood. There's they're dropping the gloves like a lot between between whistles. And that it's the it's gonna be to the point where somebody is gonna get hurt and it's happened already with, with two more. And in let's be real, meaningless game. Tonight tonight was exciting. Let's let's be real. Tonight was exciting. The Florida Panthers got a win. They they they're they're five and zero in the in the in the preseason and that's a lot of momentum going into the regular season 
However, the issue I am having is how much the Florida Panthers are scheduled to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in meaningless games and the fact that the chippiness can result in much worse things. How about you? Well, this is something I've, I've had an issue with for years. I know, I know they do this because of travel. Uh, it's Agreed. every year the, Pan- the Panthers play a, a doubleheader against Nashville, two games against, uh, against Dallas, and then they play three in a row against Tampa. And in the past, it's been three in a row against Tampa and then a home and home to start the regular season against Tampa where they're playing five times in a row. So we escaped that this year, probably for the better. Um, but it's now this is a full-blown rivalry. These are two teams that hate each other. And it it's honestly dangerous for them to be playing this many times in preseason. There's really no reason for it. So if I'm, if I'm Q, I've seen enough of Barkov. I've seen enough of Huberto. I've seen enough of Ekblad and Uyghur. And, and they, for me, they sit the rest of these next two games. Um, there's nothing more than me that I need to see from them. I just need them healthy for October 14th against Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, it's, it's gotten to a point where it, it doesn't matter who's in uniform for these two teams, even preseason, both teams badly wanted to win that game. Um, the fans, it was, it was a playoff atmosphere and you don't need that in preseason. So it was exciting. But if I'm if I'm coaching either one of these rosters, I've seen enough. Um, I would not roll out any more star players in these next two games. It's just too risky, too close to the beginning of the season. Um, and honestly, if the NHL could find a different way to do preseason without these three games in a row against each other before regular season starts, that would be awesome because this is definitely a it's probably the the hottest rivalry in the league right now. And they don't need to be seeing each other three times in a row before the regular season starts. It's a mini playoff series that doesn't mean anything. And, and we're losing bodies because of it. And um, I would, I would bring back up Armando, the fact that we've seen a Panther season derailed by preseason injuries. Uh, if you go back to uh, that 15, 16 season where Huberto uh, tears his Achilles yes. and Bukestad breaks his hand that, that effectively ended the season before the season started. So. Um, we, we definitely don't need any situation like that. And Achari's injury seems to be long-term. So, yeah, I wouldn't take any chances the next two games. Yeah, and the the training camp, the training camp roster is already cut to 31, so you're going to have to play some people. It's just right. now some regulars have to get in there. Some regulars have to get in there, but also controlling the ice time uh, based on – because the next – I believe – I, be- I believe the next game's at Emily Arena in Tampa, and then it's uh, back in Sunrise on Saturday. Right. But it, it, it's just I'm, – I'm a little worried about how much these these guys play each other in a, in a, in meaning, meaningless games. But let's talk a little – let's go back to uh, Noel Chari's injury, uh, that, that skirmish that happened in the, in the beginning of the third period. Uh, Pat Maroon, Corey Perry get involved. Uh, Ross Colton, uh, Radko Gudis were on each other's uh, throats. And now with Noel Chari's injury and it being long-term, uh, if it is a collarbone, I'm, uh, if it is a collarbone, usually a collarbone injury is anywhere around six to eight weeks. So we're talking, if I had to do it by head, December for a possible return for Noel Chari. That's a lot of games. That's at least a, a good 10 to 15 games, like a good 25% of your season that Donald Trey is going to miss one of your best uh, shot blockers, especially on the PK 
And we 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 talked about earlier, uh, Noel Chari on the PK uh, the um, blocking a shot with his with his hand, and now Coach Q talked about Anton Mundell um, being part of the PK, but now I gotta wonder uh, who. Who could who could make the who could make this roster uh, for the Cats? Uh, who I one name I could think of uh, is uh, Maxim Mammon, who could possibly make this roster. Who's a, who's a name that you could possibly think could uh, slide into the fourth uh, fourth line for the Cats? Well, if you're gonna if you look at the play style that Achari plays. Uh, He's tough to replace. I know a lot of people don't love his analytics and the advanced stats and whatever, but he blocks shots and he wins faceoffs, and that's what you pay him to do. Um, it sucks that he gets hurt on a non-hockey play by a, a guy who probably shouldn't even be on the ice. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's it's unfortunate, but that definitely opens up an opportunity for someone. Uh, so I would think Q's going to try to fill that spot with someone who's going to win faceoffs, who he can trust on the penalty kill a guy who can slide to the third line if necessary, because I don't think Joe Thornton is a permanent answer on, on the third line. Um, I don't think he's going to be an every game player. I think he's going to be in and out. So to me, it looks like Lindell's spot is probably secure. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't gotten to see much of him just because of his injury situation at dev camp, but um, he's, he's the, the top prospect. Everyone's been waiting to see him. Uh, he dominated Finland, uh, which is a higher, probably a higher difficulty league uh, than than the AHL, I would think. Um, that's debatable, but e- even either way, he's he's definitely NHL ready, and I think he's going to get the first chance. Um, but I don't, I wouldn't count out Lusterinen. Uh, I also wouldn't count out Max Mammon. Uh, I think Max Mammon probably finds some way to make this roster. I just have a feeling um, it'll be he's more definitely delaying. above. Yeah, he'll definitely he's definitely above AHL level. Um, and I don't think he would go back to the AHL if he got waived. He'd either be claimed or he'd probably head back to Russia. So uh, I think I think Mammon probably finds a way to make this team. But right now, Achari's spot that now you have to I have to assume that's going to Anton Lindell, or at least he's the front runner right now. Um, but yeah, like you said, Achari's injury looks long term. Q seems to think it's long term. And uh, from our vantage point, it looks like a collarbone, but honestly, that would be best case scenario. Cause if it's something more like a separated shoulder or uh, something with the shoulder blade or like Tom mentioned the a rotator cuff, it's going to be much longer than six to eight weeks. So a collarbone is probably best case. Oh man. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely uh, provide some updates once we uh, know about it. There are no updates at this time, probably uh, something x-rays, MRIs, all that stuff. So de- definitely Anton Lundell. Let, let's talk a little bit about him. Uh, he, he's going to make his preseason debut, what looks like to be on uh, Thursday in Emily Arena against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it, it's it's like you're we, – we saw a little bit of what he he has in the prospect camp. He's really great with face-off. He's great, a great skater. He has great ice vision, uh, that's for sure. And then he – kind of gets this minor injury and then we're just thirsting for this for to see him along with NHL ready players and this is a real I I will say Jacob this is I I I'm I'm kind of I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to see him definitely in uh person 
but I, I'm 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 really interesting to see like once once he does and ent- enter the ice on Thursday. But I mentioned it yesterday how this is a very small sample size um, for Anton Lindell just playing these two games, but still very exciting and still even with all of that, Q says he has a chance to make it. Yeah, um, what, what we saw in, in development camp is he looked like like Barkov against the players his age. Um, so that's definitely a good sign. Everyone who's who's talked about his game has compared him to Barkov or a Sean Couturier type of player. Um, he's so strong on the puck, and he's got such a good shot. The offense is there. He's defensively responsible, wins his face off. So there's not a whole lot more you can ask from the guy, uh, especially he just turned 20. So um he, he looks NHL ready. Uh, honestly, if he wasn't the real deal, I don't think he'd still be on the roster right now, given his injury. I think he would have been assigned to the AHL. Uh, Q seems really excited about him. And honestly, if you're living with Barkov like he is right now, uh, shout out to the captain for taking in the rookie in his house. Um, if you're if you're living with Barkov, you're probably learning something. So uh, he's. I think he's I think he's ready. And unfortunately, the Achari injury has opened up an opportunity, uh, not the way you would like him to get it. But he's Agreed. he's definitely one of the top three probably prospects in the world right now. And uh, I think I think he, like Nick said in our in our group chat, he thinks that Q gives Lindell the nine game sample to see if he's ready or, or not. And I think he gets that. And I think he takes it and does pretty well with that because he's going to get the opportunity. So I think he I don't think he's going to play a minute in the AHL this season. And that's just that's my opinion on it. Uh, I think I think he's pretty much ready. Very excited to see. And you and I will definitely uh, be keeping tabs on uh, on Thursday and seeing and and really keep keep an eye on him to see like everything that is talked about from after the yeah. camp to see how he's performed. I talked about how Joe Thornton was kind of mentor mentoring uh Anthony right. Mattel, uh while while both of them were out and excited to see. Um I, I believe Joe Thornton is also expected to make his preseason debut on Thursday as well. So that's another uh somewhat exciting. I'm not too crazy about the Joe Thornton signing, but I'm warming up I'm more I'm warming up to it more every every day. Uh but definitely uh excited to see uh this uh these two get back on the ice and make their uh preseason debuts for the cats but yeah yeah and what what an environment for lindell to step right into um his first time playing against nhlers it's going to be a a preseason game that's not really an ordinary preseason game because it's in hostile territory and these two teams definitely don't treat this like preseason so um Mm -hmm. that should be interesting to see how he adapts to that now it's it's going to be like a like a preseason plus it'll it'll be a little more than just a regular preseason game and uh, i'm not sure what what finland has in terms of rivalries but probably nothing like this absolutely and if these next two games are anything like we saw last night then hopefully pins and needles you're you're holding your breath the whole time hoping yeah your your team gets out healthy (laughs) yeah i'm just like please look no one get hurt please like you're on pins and needles that's for sure but Anyways, Jake, I want to thank you for coming on uh, this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. So for the listeners out there, tell them where they can follow you online. Uh, You can find my work at pantherparkway.com. Also on Twitter, uh, Panther Parkway or at Jacob Winans 8. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find 
most of my work in the uh, Panther Parkway podcast with Tom McLean. Yep. So follow that podcast on anywhere you listen to podcasts, follow him on Twitter and follow his work. Uh, does great work for the website. That's for sure. So thank you so much, Jacob, for coming on to the show. Awesome. Thank you for having me. And thank you, the fan, for making Locked On Panthers your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Host Scott Collin leans on his last on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Follow the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Sarmamanda Velez with Jake Winans. And you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Oh.